Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna Show. I'm Dr. Deanna Holdren, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining today, for listening in. Uh, I'm excited to share a little bit of information about sleep apnea. And you may be wondering why I'm taking on sleep apnea. Well, number one, it was a requested topic uh, from some of our listeners. So don't forget, you can always go to DeannaHolden.com. You can also message me on Facebook or on Instagram and uh, you know submit any requests uh, for topics or questions that you would like to have answered on the show. Uh, so uh, as I looked into sleep apnea, you know, this is something that I deal with pretty much on a daily basis in my medical practice. And that is because it's estimated that somewhere between, this is a huge range, four and 50% of individuals, okay, huge range um, of people actually uh, struggle with or suffer with symptoms of sleep apnea or issues related to sleep apnea. And for many people, it can be absolutely debilitating. It can lead to other chronic issues. And today, uh, I want to talk about some of the symptoms, but I also want to talk about um, just a few tips on, uh, you know, things that we can do uh, from a lifestyle medicine standpoint to maybe help make a difference, help improve sleep apnea. So starting off, let's hit some of the symptoms. Sometimes people don't realize that they're having an issue uh, with sleep apnea and, you know, they may need to go and be tested for it. We'll talk about testing in a minute. Uh, but some of the symptoms, like how would you know if this is affecting you or not? Oftentimes, excessive daytime sleepiness because they're just not sleeping well at night uh, because they're getting up, you know, frequently during the night or just awakening, uh, just never really getting a good restful sleep. Uh, insomnia, okay, they're waking up all night long. That can oftentimes be a symptom uh, of sleep apnea. Nightmares, believe it or not, are on the list of symptoms uh, for sleep apnea. Sleep deprivation. Snoring is a big one. If you are a snorer, this is definitely something that you want to consider. Depression. Okay. Sleep apnea can actually lead to depression. Uh, it can lead to fatigue uh, throughout the day. Uh, headaches are another big symptom. Irritability uh, can be as well. Mood swings, weight gain. Uh, I've actually had people, uh, you know, come to me, uh, you know, with from the standpoint of weight gain uh, as you know, with sleep apnea as a cause uh, for that. Trouble concentrating to, during the day, just an inability to focus on something, uh, to focus on your work at hand, to stay on on task, uh, on target can oftentimes be associated with sleep apnea. Uh, and then also just frequent nighttime awakening, you know, for whatever reason, you don't know why you just wake up often more than once during the night. And again, this can all be related to sleep apnea. Well, if it's untreated, sleep apnea can actually lead to hypertension. And of course, you know, hypertension untreated can lead to uh, cardiomyopathy, uh, but it also can lead to things like stroke. Uh, it can lead to arrhythmias, so car cardiac arrhythmias, abnormalities there. I mentioned cardiomyopathy already. Uh, it can also lead to diabetes, to obesity, and, and even heart attacks. So you can see there are a lot of reasons why 
Uh, if you're having any of those symptoms, you basically want to get checked out and see what you can do to make a difference. So let's talk about the three types. There are three basic types of sleep apnea that we typically uh, will diagnose. And diagnosis is usually done through a sleep study uh, at a sleep center. Uh, sometimes you can have them done at home as well. Uh, but it's a, a polysomnogram is basically the test that they do where they hook you up to, you know, several monitors and monitor uh, your sleep. How long does it take to fall asleep? How well do you sleep, etc.? Uh, so that's the test that's used. But the three types, the first one and probably the more common one is obstructive sleep apnea. And obstructive sleep apnea is basically where there is an obstruction taking place. And it might be from, you know, the structure, just, just the way a person's uh, structure in their uh, oropharynx uh, is. It can be from enlarged tonsils. It can be from, you know, a large tongue. Uh, basically, as they're sleeping, the tonsils kind of fall into the airway and they obstruct it. Okay. So that can be a big part of it. And there is also what's called central uh, sleep apnea. And central sleep apnea is more of a neurologic problem. And it's basically where, you know, your body is, is, is not telling itself to, to breathe in a sense. And so, you know, you'll, you'll basically uh, end up waking up because you have stopped breathing during the night. Uh, and then there's also a third type of sleep apnea called complex. And complex is basically a combination of both of these. And, you know, this is something that, that we see um, very, very often where it's basically a combination and they'll tell you exactly how many uh, events you have when you do the sleep study and so forth. So why would I want to tackle this topic? I want to tackle this topic because I think there's a lot that we can do from a lifestyle medic medicine standpoint. Uh, and there are some indications that sleep apnea may be associated with inflammation. And you know, I'm always talking about reducing inflammation in the body. Uh, so whether it is a local inflammation, you know, you've got something going on back there in the tonsils or whatever, uh, or a systemic inflammation where you've just got inflammation throughout the whole body. Uh, both of these have ha have been implicated with sleep apnea. So, you know, when when I talk about, you know, issues with, with systemic, it could be food, it could be environmental, it could be allergies, it could be, you know, metabolic syndrome, which we've done a, an entire podcast on metabolic syndrome in the past. Uh, but basically, we want want to look at what can be done, uh, you know, what are the, the treatments here. And so the first thing, uh, because sleep apnea is strongly linked to metabolic syndrome, and we know that metabolic syndrome uh, is, you know, an, is basically diabetes, it's hypertension, it's high cholesterol, uh, all of that together. So the first thing is to address that. And, and the root of that is oftentimes insulin resistance, especially for that type 2 diabetic. Um, that's who we're talking about, but basically the insulin resistance. So go back and listen to some of the podcasts on insulin resistance, on intermittent fasting, on, you know, a keto style diet, and basically using that to lose weight. I had an amazing uh, testimony of or basically a patient who came in uh, this week uh, who listens to the podcast and started implementing uh, some of the intermittent fasting and some of the guidelines that we've talked about. 
And uh, I had to do a second look because I almost didn't recognize her. I recognized the name and and other things. uh, But basically, she had dropped 30 pounds. And it was just by following the advice, you know, on on those podcasts. So that makes a huge impact, okay, uh, on a person's overall health, how they're feeling, how they're sleeping. And certainly, if they have some issues with sleep apnea, that's going to have an impact there as well. Uh, so, so definitely we want to be mindful of these things and, and make a difference wherever we can. Um, in addition, uh, you know, when you look at sleep apnea, uh, there are some other things that, that can kind of be, you know, related here. Um, GERD or gastroesophageal reflux disease actually can, can contribute to sleep apnea. Because again, if a person is having this reflux, they're going to have local inflammation and irritation or what I call road rash. You know, when you go running through uh, a parking lot or a sidewalk and you fall and you go sliding, you can remember doing that as a kid, I'm sure, um, you get this road rash uh, all over your skin, right? Well, imagine that on the inside. And if you've got reflux, gastroesophageal reflux disease, that is in fact what's happening. It's an irritation uh, that your body does not like. Uh, it's going to hurt sometimes when you eat food and, and so forth, but it's also going to cause that localized inflammation, which will contribute to sleep apnea. So that's something that we can check. One of the best ways to address that, you know, there are certainly medications that will address GERD, but diet uh, is huge. Diet is king when it comes to GERD. And oftentimes eliminating the grains uh, from the diet can make a huge difference there. Grains and then also some acidic foods. Uh, also, um, check for thyroid issues because if somebody has an underactive thyroid, maybe they have one and they don't know it, that could also be contributing to some sleep apnea. Uh, or if they've got a thyroid goiter where their, their thyroid is swollen, they may not know that either. And again, because that is pushing on the airway, that could potentially be adding to the obstruction and causing a problem. Uh, and then finally, nutritional deficiencies can be linked to uh, sleep apnea as well. And specifically, um, we know that things like N-acetylcysteine or NAC, that's one of my favorite supplements. It's fantastic for the immune system. It helps to boost your glutathione levels. Uh, it's a product that we actually have available at deannaholdren.com. And NAC has been shown, there are some studies that will show that it actually has a positive uh, impact uh, on uh, sleep apnea as does vitamin D. So if a person is deficient in vitamin D, they are more likely to have issues with sleep apnea. So in addition to uh, those uh, tips or, or those, um, you know, uh, nutritional uh, things that you can do, lifestyle uh, medicine. Also, you know, a lot of times people end up, uh, after doing their sleep study, they end up being fitted uh, for what's called a CPAP machine. Uh, you probably know somebody who uses that. And those work very well uh, at, at basically treating the condition and making a huge difference. And for some people, it, it is absolutely life-changing when they get this uh, sleep apnea under control and, and treated, well-treated. Um, surgery. Uh, is another option. Uh, There are some surgeries that can be done for sleep apnea, uh, especially if there's obstruction going on, something needs to be removed, etc. There are some oral appliances, some medications that that may be used as well. Uh, And then again, the biggest one uh, in my mind is the weight loss. Uh, You cannot go wrong with that. So I hope this has been helpful. You know, if you, um, you know, are having any of those issues uh, that I mentioned at the beginning, any of those symptoms, you know, I would uh, encourage you to 
to talk about it with your doctor and see if, you know, maybe this, you know, maybe you have sleep apnea. Uh, you don't have to be overweight to have sleep apnea. That's the other thing. Uh, oftentimes people think that it's just in, in uh, patients who are overweight and that's just simply not the case. So you don't have to be overweight, but if you're having any of those symptoms, talk to your doctor. Maybe you need to have a sleep study uh, to help you, you know, figure out what is going on. So thanks so much for joining me today. I hope this has been uh, helpful information uh, for some of you, and I hope that you'll plug in next week. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, nutrition and just really lifestyle medicine and and how it uh, relates to anxiety. We've got a lot of anxiety going on out there right now, and we're going to try to uh, calm some of that down and make a difference. So thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaHoldren.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Holdren. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.